All right. Welcome to Coffee with Christy. I hope everybody's doing well on this beautiful Wednesday morning. I'm here with Lindsay Zelapari, and um, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm super excited that you said yes and that we're here today in your beautiful home. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, it's so gorgeous. For those of you that get to see this, you'll see how her wonderful decor is to this gorgeous house that she has. So tell us, first of all, those people that don't know you, Tell us a little bit about yourself. First of all, what is the company that you work for? Okay. And then what's your title? Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Christy, <laughs> for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Um, a little nervous when you asked me to join <laughs> and I didn't respond right away because I'm like, oh, I got to think about this. But I'm so honored that you asked me to chat with you today. So um, like like she said, my name is Lindsay Salapari. I am um, a wife and a mama to three kids. I've been married to my husband, Romy, for 13 years now. Um, we met at our college job working at Chick Sporting Goods in good old Chino Hills. Many of you guys remember that place. Um, we have three beautiful kids, Harley, which um, Zaya knows, and um, she's 10, Aromi, our middle daughter who's named after my husband. We get that confused a little bit. She's nine and Dempsey, our little guy, is six. He's so stinky. So, oh, he keeps us kids, on our toes. <laughs> all your kids are so cute. He keeps us very busy. He just told me yesterday, mom, because he just started football, uh, flag football. He's thrilled. He told me yesterday, mom, please, you cannot cheer at my practices. Oh. I'm like, no, I cheer. I'm a softball mom. That's what we do. So oh. I am instructed today at practice I cannot cheer you cannot cheer so you're going to be the silent, yeah. silent <laughs> um but yeah they're awesome they are very busy with sports our girls play softball my oldest sons travel softball um so we're on the go with them almost every single day we're enjoying a little break but it's picking back up again so I am a registered nurse. I've been a nurse for 12 years now. Oh, wow. um, love my job. Obviously, uh, very difficult, especially right now. And I work in the ICU. Um, mm. So that's been a big blessing um, just to have that career and have something that's, you know, stable and stuff. But um, it has its highs and lows, especially with COVID going on right now and still going on. But um, blessed by my job, an amazing team that I work with. Um, so... Let's see what else. I joined this direct sales company called J Bloom six years ago this month. And at the time, I had three kids under three and a half. Oh, wow. I had a husband who traveled almost weekly for work for two to three nights, um, trips, day trip or overnight trips. He traveled quite a bit for work at the time. I um, was did not have kids in school yet. Kids were not involved in sports yet. Um, I worked far away, so my friend circle at work was far away, and I didn't have that group and connection of women just at that time in my life, um, just kind of in the trenches with little toddlers and babies at oh. the time, which such a blessing, but um, it was hard. I was craving connection, and so I joined Bunko. <laughs> Oh, I love Bunko. Down the street um, in our neighborhood. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get out. I called a friend of mine and said, let's go to Bunko down at the park house. We're going to go and we're oh, going to. So it was something the community was, was putting on? It was a community Bunko. Oh, okay. It was like once a month. And I said, I'm going to go to Bunko. 
So I went for two or three months and actually had a lot of fun, made some new friendships and connections at the time. But along that same time, and I was praying that the Lord would lead some positive women relationships into my life and connections. I just was craving it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think young moms can kind of relate when you're in the middle of raising babies and stuff. Those are your priorities, of course, but we do need women relationships and connections. And so I really was craving that. And so I joined Bunko, had a great time, but Jay Bloom fell into my lap at that time. So it was a huge answer to prayer for me. Um, and I kind of dove in head first. A friend of mine. I was going to ask you, okay. how did Jay Bloom fall into your lap? Perfect. A friend of mine, um, an old friend of mine that lived in another state, sent me a necklace, a Jay Bloom necklace. She was mm. part of the company with the three kids' names on it. It was fairly soon after I had Dempsey. And there were a beautiful coin necklace with the three kids. And at that time I was struggling. All three kids were sick. It was in the middle of flu season. The baby had RSV. I was just like really run down. And so I go to the mail and unexpectedly receive this gift from her with the three things I treasure the most on a piece of jewelry for me. And I bawled at the mailbox. I thought it was the sweetest thing. And I was so touched. And so that's how I got introduced to Jay Bloom and what they do over at Jay Bloom. And so I wore that thing. I loved it. And um, a couple months later, I was shopping with some family out of state and Dempsey, in Dempsey fashion, even at six months old, he pulled on my chain and broke the necklace and I lost it. And so I didn't realize it until after the fact, way after we got home. And so I contacted Carolyn to, you know, get something in replacement. And the more I dug into this jewelry and the catalog and seeing what they do and talk to Carolyn a little bit about it, she kind of planted the seed and said, well, would you like to do this? Would you like to join me in the business? And no one had ever asked me something like that before. And I love fashion. I love jewelry. I love accessorizing. So the product fit me perfectly. Um, And so I actually dove in head first. I joined Mm -hmm. on a whim, didn't even tell my husband what I was doing and um, scheduled a launch party with my closest friends and family. I had five people show up. That included my mom and sister, (laughs) but it's okay. It was fun and we had a great time, but I started sharing the product. I started talking about it, wearing it. And the more I dug into the company, the people, um, our company is a faith-based company, which was really important to me. And so just the quality um, of women that it attracted, our owners, their integrity, and how much they they truly want women to succeed and help women across the nation, I was hooked on the vision. And so I decided a little after that to really dig deep and um, book some parties. And it was right before the holidays. And I had my leader tell me, I think you could earn the Cancun trip. And I said, no way. I earned the top level of that trip by that next year. And I was all in. But what I was missing, it was more than the financial. I had a career. My husband has a great career. It was the connections, the relationship, the sisterhood that I was craving and praying that the Lord would put my lap. And he literally did. And so that's kind of how I got started. And a little bit about the backstory about when I joined. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, weren't you also the only one in California that was the only representative in California? Yes. So I came in at a great time. It was just maybe about a year old when the company had launched. It was fairly small. No one had heard of it. Like I said, a friend in Texas shared it with me. Mm -hmm. 
So I joined, and when I joined, I was the first one in Southern California to join. That's awesome. So it was super exciting to share the brand and the vision with everyone. And since I've been able to really open up our area, I get so excited when so many people around me that I don't even know I see a J. J Boom piece on them, um, or they know so-and-so who shares it. And that is so exciting to me because um, that was my hope and vision when I joined and decided to really buckle down that I wanted to make it big. And we're, we got a lot, a lot more room for growth and we're still growing, but um, yes, I was the first one in SoCal to join, which was pretty awesome. Now, how many people do you have underneath you here in Southern California? It comes and goes, but I actually have people all over the nation. I have quite a bit. That's the fun thing about network marketing. Mm -hmm. It's not limited just to your area. I've got um, women in Louisiana. I have women in Arizona, Washington, um, West Virginia. And the cool part is, is I've got women all across the nation. And if I'm ever going to a different part of the state, I could call someone up and they would be there in a minute to, I had a friend when we played in Texas for my oldest daughter's travel ball this summer, my friend Dawn in Texas showed up to my daughter's name in Texas because she's my friend in Texas from J Bloom. So that's the cool part about the, the connections and the sisterhood all across the nation. She's not even on my team. And it was just so cool to have these connections all over. But I have about maybe, it fluctuates, um, three to 400 on my team. Wow. Yeah. Now, how long has it taken you to go from just yourself and just someone else recruiting you to now having about up to 300 people underneath you? I've been in the business for six years, but I've had... That's really good. I've had quite a few people within two years my business was... Um, above 300. Now let's within be two years within a couple wow, years. That's amazing. Yeah. And if, if anyone knows direct sales or network marketing, you know, they come and go, they drop, mm-hmm. they're not all in it like you are for the right. long haul. And that's okay. That's okay. That's the beauty of owning your own network marketing business. Correct. Right. So what made you decide that this was the business that you would put all in I mean because you're like you said you're a nurse and then your husband has a good job so it wasn't I mean definitely the connection but what made you choose to put more than 100 percent because in in all honesty when you do something like this and to grow the type of business that you have you have to put in more than 110 percent so what was it that made you decide to give that to this business a pivotal moment for me in the business when I said, all right, I'm going to do this right. I'm going to really buckle down, make some scary goals and work real hard was when I was sharing with you that we, we bought our first starter home in 2008, mm-hmm. right before the market crashed mm-hmm. and, um, loved that home, brought two babies home in that home. My husband worked from home. So we were really outgrowing it in the five or six years that we owned that. And so we had to make a decision and the market had crashed and we knew we weren't going to recover from what we paid for that home. So we decided to do a cooperative short sell on that home and we rented for five years after that. We had Mm -hmm. a lovely home down the street from the other house and that was our home, but we rented for five years in hopes of someday purchasing again in the area we live in because that's where our kids go to school, Mm -hmm. our friendships and connections have, we've really planted roots in our area. And so... During the time we were renting, I was about 
a year or a year and a half into the business when I really was really starting to have good success. I was making a great second income, having fun, going on free trips, traveling, leading a team, all these big things that were really exciting for me. And I was able to still be the wife, the mom, the nurse that I am, but add something else. Um, was it hard work? Yes. But I did decide to really buckle down. I sat my husband down and we had a conversation. I said, look, in order for us to get into the dream home we want or to purchase another home, you know, we both knew we, we were working on saving for a down payment. When mm -hmm. you short sell house, you don't have equity, <laughs> as you right. know. So we were having to come up with a lot for a down payment. And it's very daunting, especially if you're um, kind of starting from the ground up when you're purchasing a home. It's, it's really daunting, intimidating. So I decided to, I was going to 100% pay for this down payment of the home we're in, our home that we're very blessed to be in now, um, and save all of it with my J. Bloom commission checks. And That's so awesome. I did that. It took me about two more years okay. for us to do that, or maybe a year and a half or so, to really just put everything aside and to get us into the home where they're in. God orchestrated a lot to get us into this home. We absolutely love it here. It's everything we wanted. And I was able to 100% put us in this home with a down payment. So that was really such a blessing and would not be possible if it weren't for Jay Bloom. So I'm super grateful for that. That's awesome. I think because you had that drive, you had a goal, you had extra um, incentive to go a little bit harder in that company. But the fact is you chose a great company. Now we've said Jay Bloom over and over and we kind of said that it's accessories, but there's more to the company because I know I've purchased things yeah. that are not jewelry from you. Yep. So what are some things that we could find in the catalog? Well, what we're known for, if you've um, followed me or know me, you, yes. we are known for our personalized jewelry. I think that's so awesome. It really sets us apart. We can take um, anything you want to say, essentially, and put it on most of our jewelry. So it really is special to honor a loved one, to empower someone, mm -hmm. to recognize someone going through a tough diagnosis or remember a special date, or wear your children around your neck. So that part I love. So we're known to wear, wear your story. That's our motto, to wear your story. We also have a full line of chill cups, which are super successful for us, mm -hmm. where you can, and I know Christy, you've, you've bought from me and shared with your clients, uh, you can put our personalization mm -hmm. uh, on a chill cup. So that's super exciting. We have about six or seven different styles that we carry and it's a very successful part of our line. So we don't do just jewelry. We do have a few things for men too, but the chill cup line um, has been amazing for my business and our business as a company, especially for sports teams, mm -hmm. for businesses, for realtors, corporate gifts. Those have been huge for us. And the cool thing now with our company, we've been able to do custom designs so we can take your custom logo. We can take a handwritten card from grandma where she signed her signature, upload that to a piece of jewelry or a chill cup or whatever you like. Wow, that's awesome. That's a new thing that we started in July and that has completely taken over our business with the new custom upload. So it really has opened up a lot of doors, especially when it comes to sharing something really, really personal mm -hmm. on a piece of jewelry to just help you wear your story. Yeah, that's awesome. Do. Now, the so from the sounds of it, it sounds like you just had it like so easy, but we all know <laughs> that entrepreneurship is not easy. And let's just even take it one step back. Being a mompreneur is not 
easy because like you said, you have three babies, you're running a household, you have another job. So what would you say was probably your most challenging part of having the, because you know, you have your job, but this is really your entrepreneur portion of right. your life. Right. This is, this is what feeds your soul correct? Right. One of the, your personal soul. I'm not talking, yes, we know your children feed your soul, th- right. but this is what feeds you, right. right? So what would you say would be one of the challenging aspects of getting to where you are now? Well, like I said, not everyone is in it for the long haul and right. that's okay. Everybody has a season or joins for a certain reason or need that they might have, um, but it's not going to be your same goal and yeah. that's okay. So I've had a lot of people drop off. Most direct sales people that think they're in it for the long haul last 18 months. Okay. That's the statistic. So 18 months and they're usually gone. So finding those leaders, those business builders, those partners that want to run with you. And I have a handful that have been with me since the beginning. I'm so grateful for some that live down the street from me and great friendships I made, but I've lost a lot. I've lost some good friends that are still my great friends to different network marketing companies Mm -hmm. and that's okay. Um, so there's been challenges. There's been a a year here or there where my team wasn't doing very well. My, then that affects me and my personal sales. Um, Last year was a great year, but I've, I've had those ups and downs. I came off of a not so great year the year before. Yeah. Um, but for me, just understanding why I started, where I'm going, I mm-hmm. believe in the company, I believe in our vision, um, and that's what keeps me going. Was uh, it hard the first time the first person dropped oh, off the team? Do you, yes. remember, do you remember that person? I do, <laughs> yes. I, I do. Was that a conversation that you had to tell yourself? Because that could either take a person one way or another when they lose a team. I would say their first team member because you're excited. They're not as excited as you right. are. So when they leave, um, sometimes we it's easy for us to take it personally. So yeah. we have to have, did you have a conversation with yourself? Uh, when that happened? Absolutely. Yeah. And I'll be honest, especially us as women, we're emotional. Yes. And, um, yeah. It hurt, but God always has a bigger and better plan. Yeah. And there's always more women that need the opportunity out there. And these these women are still my awesome friends and yeah. I love them to death. But first and foremost, I want them to do whatever is best for them yeah. and what they're going to thrive. And that's what matters most yes. to me um, because there's always another woman out there yeah. that's ready for the opportunity. So it's okay. But you know, I've lost more than one. I've lost a handful. And, but I think it's, I, I, I ask about the first one because yeah. I think, you know, that's the one that's going to set the emotion or set the standard for the next one and the next yeah. one and the next one or how we deal with it. We learn from that one. I think the most then we learn, I mean, we learn from every single story, every single right. situation, but I think the first one is the one that. It is to- so true. Cause it prepared me for the next ones. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, what about, uh, uh, so one of the other things that I find with entrepreneurs, <laughs> we're chuckling cause her, her baby right here is getting, wants to make sure she gets petted. <laughs> She's so cute. She's so good. You'll see a picture of her. We'll post, or you can follow Lindsay and you'll see her Instagram and you oh, can Basil. see her pictures of her babies, <laughs> her four-legged babies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, being a mompreneur, what do you find that you needed? Like 
what are the top things that you need in your life in order to make this all successful, to make your world go round? I think balance and boundaries are the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. In the beginning when the, the company or the company and the brand was new and it was new and exciting for me sharing it in the area, I hit the ground running. I was gone way too much. I was obsessed and mm-hmm. obsessed with hitting numbers and making goals. And my husband's like, you need to take it down a notch. And so we had a, a come to Jesus moment and conversation <laughs> about expectations and what's realistic, how many nights a week are realistic to be gone. And so I learned. And a lot of people, when they're doing something new, you have to learn to find the balance and mm-hmm. where your priorities are. So balance and then boundaries. I, you know, I can't respond to team issues or calls or texts when I'm at work in the ICU drowning over there. So Mm -hmm. just boundaries like, it's okay. There's no emergency with jewelry. There really isn't. Right. (laughs) I can come to, I can respond at another time. I can respond in the morning or, um, you know, shoot them a message at a later time. So just finding some boundaries there just to kind of respect my family's time and everything. I, I think those are big things, but I've got a lot going on. Like so many women, we juggle a lot. And I'd like to say I juggle quite a bit with the demands of work. It's so stressful again. The ICU is very emotional again. Mm -hmm. It's very physically demanding again, just with COVID ramping up and everything. Um, A busy home life and uh, kids that are super busy with sports. Um, we breed our two golden doodles, which we love. It's been a family experience. We've done two litters with them. So um, this summer, I, I was barely staying above water. Yeah. <laughs> we had a litter of puppies, a brand new litter of puppies. We had a major house flood. We had our oldest in travel ball with tournaments every weekend and another daughter in all-stars with tournaments every weekend, plus a business that I'm trying to keep afloat. Yeah. And it was the most challenging time I've had in quite some time this summer, but it's never forever. God gives us the strength and the power to get through whatever those times are. Um, but there's, there's definitely challenges here and there, but that's the beauty of having your business work for you Mm -hmm. and filling in the nooks and crannies of your life with your own business and, and tailoring it to your crazy schedule in your life. Right. It's constantly changing. Like yes. you said, one week you don't know if you have games or, or, and now you're throwing in football in there as well. So yeah. you don't know. Oh gosh. You know, it's like, I'll meet you here and I'm going to be over there. That do you guys have that? We do. And yes. we love our village yeah. around of <laughs> families um, yeah. in our sports family community because yeah. it really takes a village yeah. when you've got your kids super involved. It's just so good for them. But We've got a mighty little army of people around us right. that we help out too, yeah. and we trust with our kiddos, And but it takes a village. It definitely does, yeah. What, what would you recommend to someone who's starting out in this type of business, especially, I think with uh, this type of marketing, you definitely have to step out of your comfort zone um, because you're trying to solicit to others or to share the product with other people. So what would you share with new entrepreneurs? I think the biggest thing is what is your why? Why are you starting? Mm -hmm. And there's going to be ups and downs, just like with anything you do in life Mm -hmm. and especially in business, there's going to be ups and downs. So when you have the downs, the valleys, 
Remember why you started. What's your why? Why are you doing this? Why are you mm. spending all this time? Because those that will truly get you through those times. Yeah. And what about for those that are mompreneurs? Would you tell them the same exact advice? Or would you tweak it a little bit? Because, you know, there are people who are out there who don't have kids or don't have a family. And so it's a little bit easier time-wise for them. How would you, um, what would you recommend to mom as far as planning her time and what has worked for you? For a mom, I think um, setting some goals is really important because when you write it down, you will make it happen. Those goals. Do you, I'm sorry, I mean to interrupt you. Do you plan out your week the every Sunday or do you like, do you meal prep? Do you, you know what I mean? Yes. I do all the things. Yeah. No, I don't. (laughs) I was like, wow, that's awesome. I do not. In my head, I want to be that mom. And some weeks I am that mom and those weeks are amazing. But let's be honest. I I don't all the time, but that is my goal. I want to be that girl that plans every Sunday, but but truly my schedule changes all the yes. time. And so I have to be flexible and I'm not a goal setter. Actually. I actually don't like goals. It makes me feel uncomfortable Wait, so knowing you're not a goal setter, but yet you're, I, those so are the, you, but so those are the things I want to be. Was this not originally your goal to have 300 it, people? It was, I'm talking specific oh, goals. Like I want to do so much this month, whatever. Right. Um, doesn't mean I don't do them. <laughs> yeah. It's not my favorite. Cause I'm Fear of failing, you know, yeah. fear of not meeting those goals. And so I don't like to goal set. I'm a work real, real hard kind of girl and see what happens, <laughs> which is not good. I'm not giving people this advice, but goal setting, I think is so important, especially when you're it. starting new. I'm just do being not, honest. Do not listen to me. I'm just being honest. No, that's good. That's what we want because I, I think it's so, you know, you and I just talked about this a little bit earlier. Sometimes people see the success but they don't see the struggle that what comes before it. it. And then it's like, it sounds, that's why I said earlier, it sounds like, well, you just had it made. Everything's great. You went six years from zero to 300, right. you know, people underneath you, but there were valleys there. Absolutely. Um, so it's like, we need to know that it's real. Like, yeah, oh my the, gosh. <laughs> yeah, we, I have to tell the, the listeners, we walked in she said, excuse my house. I'm like, it's immaculate. What the hell are you talking about? You know? <laughs> And she's like, it's, it shows we live here. Really? I don't know. It looks like a model home to me. The floor, the dishes in the sink. You're too kind. <laughs> so it's like, you know, what do you do? There's certain, what are the, okay, so let me ask you this. What are the certain things that you have to have in place? And you're, and you're right, you know, with having children and, and crazy schedules, and then you're doing a job as well, which uh, I'll get to in just a second, but um there are certain things that you have to implement into your everyday life or into your weekly calendar. What are those things that help you stay sane with all the things that you are juggling? Uh, I, I think time blocking is a really important tool, especially mm-hmm. for um, business owners and mm-hmm. um, direct sellers. And setting aside, not putting the laundry in, not cooking dinner, mm-hmm. setting an hour a day, whatever time that is to hundred percent focus on your business. So time blocking, I don't do it all the time, but I think it's so important. And I want to get back into that routine of time blocking. Um, another thing I joined a gym about six months ago Very good. and I love, I've always loved fitness and working out, but I joined a gym and it's part of my everyday routine when I'm off, not mm-hmm. when I'm working the days that I'm off, um, is 
right after I drop the kids off from school, I'm straight to the gym. And I love that hour. I get to see my girls at the gym and really just let out a lot of steam at the gym. And that has been huge for my energy levels and just feeling so much better Your too. Your mental state. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Especially right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but just trying to stay organized. I feel like when my life and house is upside down, mm-hmm. I am not in my business. Yeah. That's just me. I like order. I, I hate the clutter. I hate all the distractions. And so when I can get my house and my family and my schedule in order, it, definitely translates to my business because then I don't have to worry about that. I can 100% focus on whatever the task at hand is for my business. And so that's just me. No, I think that's really good. So definitely you have to have some order. And then also, like you said, working out something about being physical. Yeah. And, you know, 30 minutes to an hour a day can really do something for our soul. A walk in the morning. And if I can't get to the gym, I, if I can walk the dog or just something. Yeah to escape the the crazy and I do actually I love podcasts too yeah I love podcasts I'll put my podcasts on I walk around the house with inspirational my yes right? yes mm-hmm. and I think just feeding our minds right yeah. now especially with what's going on in the world right now fe- feeding our minds with good and positive and encouraging things is so important to get us back into that state of thankfulness and gratitude and just really checking what we're putting into our minds right now that's very true you have mentioned over and over again, which I think it's amazing, you've mentioned your faith and how you set prayer, and this is what you wanted. And originally you started with just praying for a good set of friends, mm-hmm. and then that came, and then how things just kind of carried from there. How do you think, uh, I mean, we heard a little bit of it, but how do you feel that your faith has really um, carried you through, especially your, you know, in ICU, you're seeing things happen. Um, you're in the front, you know, of everything. So where us, we're in the back, we hear of it, but you're actually getting, I shouldn't say getting, because that's not something you want to witness, but you're witnessing what's happening in in our world today on the medical field. Yeah. So how does your faith carry you through every single day? Is it something that, you know, you wake up every morning and you set prayer aside for yourself? Is it something that you end the day with? How do you incorporate gratitude into your life? I always try to wake up before the kids. It's mm-hmm. my only quiet time mm-hmm. um, in the time day. I wake up at about 6.15 or oh. so every morning. <laughs> <laughs> and I have about 30 to 40 minutes. That's really good. Um, where I have my coffee. I'll put the news on. I try to do my devotions mm-hmm. at the time, be in prayer. Um, that's my only quiet all day. That's and your only quiet. That pretty half much. hour. Yeah. But that's and it's so, so important. Just getting my mind in the right before the crazy begins. And I love the crazy. It's, oh, yeah. I love it. It's, I'm so grateful for all the crazy and chaos, the circus here. Your warm up for the day. Yes, it's absolutely my warm up for the day. But um, just getting through this uncertain time, Mm -hmm. this COVID, our world, our nation's upside Mm -hmm. down. I don't know what I would do without my faith. And I'm Mm -hmm. so grateful to have my faith. Mm -hmm. Um, Just the reassurance that, you know, the Lord is with us. Yeah all the time and I'm so grateful to have a profession and a career that actually believe it or not I get to share my faith that's awesome with and I'm not afraid as to do a, that as a nurse as a nurse oh, yeah that's awesome um there's special moments between a nurse and a patient 
when you're sick in the hospital and, and especially that sick, um, I've been in step down for step down ICU for years and years. What's step down um, ICU? it's just the step below ICU. Mm-hmm. So I've done that where your patients are a little bit more awake and can converse. And, um, but when you're vulnerable as a patient in a hospital, um, you're sick, you're vulnerable, your nurse is right there to make a huge difference. And mm-hmm. as nurses, we have the ability and the power to make a huge difference in the course of a patient during their healing during that time. And, um, I, my eyes, I try to have my eyes opened for opportunities where I can share my faith or comfort someone in a time of need. And, um, just being there so many times for patients in the last moments, mm-hmm. their last breath, um, praying with them as mm-hmm. they transition and or comforting them during the difficult diagnosis, comforting family, and being able to um, just kind of feel them out where they are with their beliefs. And I many, many times will say, um, can I pray with you at bedside? And you'd be shocked to see how welcome and open people are to that. I, I, I actually would think that they would be. Because like you just said, that's a really vulnerable time for someone. And I don't know if your hospital is allowing family to come in right now. I know that there's like a lot of restrictions in the hospitals. um, And I I don't know if, you know, so to be in there, you're the only person. You're the only connection. You're it. Yeah. You're it. You're and during COVID, I, I get goosebumps and I get emotional even talking about it. But um, for the most part, these these people have been alone except for their nurses, their therapists, right. and their therapists. And so we carry a huge role, mm-hmm. um, especially when they're that critical and that, that sick. Um, I just came off of working three in a row, and um, the family made the tough decision to stop the, the pacemaker that was keeping this patient's heart alive mm-hmm. and keeping him alive. And so... Um, it was me and the daughter in there and facilitating the transition to turn everything off and, um, obviously an emotional time. And I've done this for quite some time, but it's still hard. Yeah. It's still sad, but you know, I've got a job to do and I can carry my job through no problem. Um, but being able to grab her hands over her dad, who's dying, be like, let's pray. Can we pray? Yeah. And pray him as he transitions. And I've had so many opportunities to share my faith that way and uh, just feel it out when it's welcomed. And, um, I, I consider that a big privilege with the profession that I am because people are so welcome to it more than what you think. And, and they're hurting. And especially right now people are hurting and, um, I just carry that privilege so much to be able to share that and, and comfort them. And that's honestly the biggest reason I became a nurse is I, I love helping. I'm a helper. Yeah. And that's my favorite thing um, about nursing. It's just that privilege of being with someone in their last moments, giving them comfort. And um, yeah, I love that. Well, uh, I've known you for a little while. Our daughters have played softball together and um, you have such a great energy to you and a just great aura about you it's just um radiates welcoming so I think that um God definitely put you in the right place because some people number one need that maybe somebody else would not present that opportunity to pray with them um and he's putting you in their path 
to be able to pray. And I really believe that we cross each other's paths for a reason. I think the people you are crossing, the people that I cross, the people who cross our paths, they're meant there for a reason. We don't, we sometimes we don't know until years later and we go, oh, but the fact that your spirit, that your energy, your, um, just your whole being is able to be with those people, they're really blessed. And that I just want, I hope you know that. Oh, like, you're so yeah. sweet. Thank no, you so much. Ser- seriously. It's like, I mean, Thank you. I would, I would want someone if that was my family member or myself, I would only hope that whoever is there with them that I cannot be, there would be someone like you. So, just Hey, and that. I'm human too. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times in those rooms, um, I'm crying a lot uh, right there and along. That, and, and that's okay. Yeah. And that's okay. And, and I've learned that it's okay. Yes. It's okay. We're human. I we care. We, we, so it's so automatically that you feel like you have to be strong for them yeah. and you can't share yeah. your your emotion absolutely but i think they need that just as much as yep. because it allows them to be human exactly yes yeah so, so it's okay but some days yeah. man it's yeah. hard so how do you de-stress do you well do you de-stress before you come home so so and what i mean is so i originally was gonna get into nursing i could never do that i have to give you to my hats <laughs> off to you when um actually i i worked for children's hospital when I was going to college and I worked in their physical therapy unit. And, um, you know, we had patients who I remember telling Fred, like, okay, that person just, you know, something happened to them. I'm going to have them. We saw them in the news. I knew that they were going to be, if they were a child, I knew they were going to be in our um, hospital, you know? Um, And so what I used to do is I would go, there was a park around the corner from Children's Hospital. Every single Saturday, they would have like a quinceanera or Uh a wedding. uh And I would go and I would sit and just watch something happy. Yes. Before (laughs) you go in. (laughs) You know, it it was a long way around, (laughs) but it was like my way of saying, okay, I need to let that go before I walk in the door. So what do you do before you walk in the door? I, I guess I considered a blessing and a curse. I commute to where I work mm-hmm. and um, love my job. That's why I'm still there. I could go a lot of other places, mm-hmm. um, but I love my job and I love where I work. And so I have a commute and that 45 minutes on my way home is my de-stress. Yeah. I yeah. definitely can um, just kind of take a breath. And it's once again, it's one small quiet part of my day to mm-hmm. my commute to and from work. And, um, sometimes I'll be blasting worship music to get my yeah. mind out of a, a funky spot, or I have so many podcasts I love. I get to listen to my podcasts mm-hmm. or, but that commute on the way home is my de-stress. And then I walk in the door and kids are calling at my feet and, yeah. and then it's, I snap out of it real quick. Right. 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 <laughs> but, um, yeah, that is it. And then working out, working out that really next day, you. especially when COVID was insane and, and, and it's getting a little hairy again here. Um, but last year when COVID was insane, I, I've never experienced anything like that in my whole career. And, and I hope we don't go back there. Um, working out was a godsend for me, mm-hmm. just sweating and clearing my mind, doing something right. physical that I can mm-hmm. control was mm-hmm. huge. Now, do how often I'm going to flip the switch a little bit, but going back to J boom. So I know that you, so you pretty much work like three, 
shifts a week. Correct. I work two 12s a week. Two 12s a week. I've been mm-hmm. one less day from part-time after my second daughter was born because mm-hmm. we just had babies. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and I really wanted to be present, but still have a, a good career. And so I was able to work two 12s a week, which That's are good. very long days. I leave at six in the morning, come home at eight 30 at night. So there's mm-hmm. no cooking dinner. There's no throwing laundry right. in, cleaning up. I come home and my awesome hubby has usually either made dinner or picked something up. The house is pretty clean. The kids have started homework. So thank God he's takes care of everything at home on those days. A true partnership. For it, sure. it really is. And so, and then the other days it's catching up from mm-hmm. work days with laundry and everything. Um, and then squeezing Jay Bloom in, in there too. But you're doing such a great job uh, doing Jay Bloom and doing both jobs. So Jay Bloom, I'm sure is also a godsend in that it's keeping you because it's a positive energy for sure. Yes. So being able to see that and like you said, having those connections with other women has really helped out as well. I'm sure. So even with COVID, you said you actually did quite well, correct? Last year. So what do you think helped out? Was it that having, making sure that we had that connection, even though we were not able to go outside of our homes, so to speak? Do you think that's what helped you do so well in last year or, or you just never know? I am, like you said, I'm so grateful to have two very opposite things that I do mm-hmm. um, with my nurse, my career as a nurse, which can be um, very difficult and yeah. very, very hard and emotional and physical. And then having this completely opposite, fun, empowering, yeah. pretty jewelry and connections and relationships. Mm-hmm. So I'm super grateful to have something so completely opposite that they both serve me so well in our family. Um, but last year, when, well, I should say a year and a half ago when COVID really hit and the world was shutting down and things were changing, there was so much uncertainty. Our kids couldn't even go to school. I was starting to panic a little bit because, um, my, my J Bloom income pays for a lot of things that we depend on. All of my kids travel sports and activities. Mm -hmm. It's helped us to save a quite a bit and things that I depend on now and I Mm -hmm. I really enjoy now. And so when COVID really hit, I was like, oh my goodness, this is it. Mm -hmm. We're going to tank. Like this is not good, but the Lord knew the Lord provided and our company had the best year we've ever had. I had the best year I've ever had in six years last year during the COVID year. And it was just uh, a culmination of people at home. They couldn't go anywhere. They were bored at home. They were online shopping. Mm-hmm. And um, I transitioned a lot more into and from the home party scene where I would come to your home, yeah. set up. We'd have a girls' night, which is awesome and so fun, and collect orders, and to the online party scene, which I had been wanting to do for so long and um, needing to transition because... I'm not getting any less busy. And so it was really wanting to transition to the online. And so during COVID, the company got better online. I got better online. Um, A lot in our company and our team got better online. And I really nailed the online boutique experience for my customers. Did you have Zoom parties? I didn't do Zoom. I would do Facebook parties. And so I would run eight parties a month. Oh, wow. We call them boutiques in our business because we want our, our women to feel the boutique experience, very customized, tailored. And I would run two a week. So mm-hmm. every Monday, two would start Monday through Friday. I would have two online boutiques going at the same time. I'd go live in there a few times, share, post multiple times, um, scheduled most of my posts. And I was on a roll and 
last year was a blessing. I was able to be top retailer in the whole company and my team did amazing. They were top team sales in the company. Um, I I don't know what's going to happen this year, (laughs) but it was a good year last year. But do you think that's something that you'll still incorporate into your business as far as like, I mean, opposed to going to people's houses? The the one thing about COVID is that it really changed everybody's mindset, I think. And look, you went from having to go to, like you would, you would have come to my house instead. Now you're doing it online. So do you think that that's something that you're going to continue to see in the future or... Um, how do you see this type of sales growing? Well, this is where we are now. Mm -hmm. And I was so grateful that we finally, um, were able to get there. So yes, I, I don't know how I did that many in-home boutiques as much as I did in the years past. There's no way I could do that many with our kids' sports schedules now. Right. And so now, yes, I have incorporated the whole online format. Um, in the holidays, I like being with people, though. During yeah. the holiday boutiques, I've already got my November filling up and um, getting in some people's homes, mm-hmm. which is so fun during the holidays. But yeah, this that whole online format has carried in, um, to my team as well, which has been a big blessing. That is awesome. Yeah. So do you reach out to all 300 of your team or do you just have like your core that you reach out to your team leads, so to speak? There's no way for me to reach out to all 300. Um, with like a big old zoom with everybody. Right. I know. <laughs> um, I struggle finding the balance of my own personal business and being a leader and, um, I can always improve in so many ways and it's hard. Some mm. months I'm a great leader and some months I'm a better retailer. It, it's just finding the balance and I'm still learning. I'm still working on that. Um, but I do focus on my frontline or those that I've personally sponsored. Got so it. that's just kind of how our comp plan is set up. And most direct sales companies yes. comp plans are similar. I focus on my frontline and then try to encourage them to be duplicatable. Then they focus on theirs and then it trickles down. So my big focus is my frontline or those that are lower that don't have a frontline or don't have a leader that's um, super involved. So I'll, I'll focus on that. What do you think has been your biggest growth as a leader? Like personally? Yes. Or? So personally and then also like what do you feel that you've tweaked as a because I'm sure you probably started out with just one and now so what is your your direct line how many do you have in your direct line I think I have 67 okay in my direct line that's pretty big yes Yes. so what do you feel that you've done or that you had to tweak I mean of course we know that it's like a every single day type of thing right you know and each situation is different each person is different each personality is different you know, so, but as, as a leader, we still have to have certain qualities to help us grow. So what do you think was your biggest, like, okay, you know what? I got to change that in order right. to be, not only to help myself be successful, but everyone underneath me to be successful. What do you, what would you recommend as a leader to other leaders? Like that helped you is what I'm trying to I say. think the biggest thing is if as an outsider, you may look at maybe an Instagram, my Instagram, or, um, know me from a distance, like, man, she's got it going on. Her life is perfect. (laughs) Everything is just perfect. No, I, it's not. I, I'm try to be super real and relatable and super honest with my team. Um, when I'm struggling or when I've had a rough month or things I'm learning really get down to the level and we're all equals. We're all in this together and just being real 
and relatable. I love that. I think that's so important. Sharing the, sharing the rough times and sharing the struggles because then it lets them have permission and be okay to have those moments too. I think that's probably the biggest thing I could say. I love that. I love that to let them know that it's okay to be human. Yep. Right. I think we're so busy comparing, especially with now social media, we compare ourselves to Absolutely. others and to know that everybody struggles. Yeah. Is a, is awesome. Yeah. What would, okay. So I like to ask everyone this, what would you, if you can go back and tell your younger self something, what would you tell them? And at what age would you oh, have a gosh, conversation? This is a hard one. <laughs> um, I think the older we get, the more confident we get, Mm -hmm. right, in our position, in what we do, in our abilities, um, and insecurities. And I think the younger I was, maybe more insecurities and have to have it all and and be amazing at everything you do and just know, like, no, it's okay. The right people will be in your life for the right reasons Mm -hmm. and see you through all of those things um, and just... No, just be confident in yourself and whatever abilities you have, work hard and just be confident. Mm-hmm. And um, that attracts, people are attracted to that. Mm-hmm. And um, the right people. The right people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's okay. You don't have to have, have it all, have it all going on. Do you share that with your daughters? Yes. Uh, the biggest, I have a sign hanging in my oldest daughter's room. It says, be you, not them. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I put it on a couple pieces of yeah. jewelry because I love it so much. It's like God, <laughs> funny. God created us so yeah. amazing and just know how amazing, how special, how unique you are. Be confident in that mm-hmm. and don't worry about it. Whatever other, everybody tell, else thinks. Uh, that's funny that you say that because I tell my kids that when they say to me, I always say, do you. Yeah, just exactly. Do you. Don't worry about everybody else. Do you. Exactly. What makes you happy? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the rest will come. Yes. And when you're young, you don't know it will come. No. You see it after it comes. Yeah. But I think, you know, even though we tell them that, that's something that they have to experience. But mm-hmm. if we continue to say it over and over, hopefully they'll it'll be embedded in their minds. Yeah. But I think one of the best things about being a mompreneur is setting the example for our girls that they yeah. can do anything. Absolutely. Right? I mean, also our sons too. Yes. But I think also our girls, because I don't know about you, Growing up, did somebody tell you you couldn't or was everybody constantly telling you you can? I grew up in a great positive environment. So I'm awesome. so thankful for yes. that. A great loving yeah. home, super positive. But I know that's not the case for so many people. Right. That definitely affects um, our path and our future and Correct. how you are groomed you know, growing up. Being a great example for your girls. Yeah. 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 You're doing a great job. You're so sweet. Thank you. (laughs) Well, thank Thank you you. so much. Um, So where can we find you? So where can we find Jay Bloom? Where can we find you exactly? Because I know you have an Instagram and it's a fantastic page. (laughs) I've seen it so many times. So where can, where can someone find you? My Instagram handle is dreams in bloom with three O's in bloom. Two O's was apparently taken. (laughs) <laughs> dreams in bloom um and that's my instagram follow j bloom designs also on instagram it's at j bloom designs they have a beautiful page get lots of inspiration um and yeah those are the two places i'm on facebook as well uh, my vip group on facebook is Lindsay's j bloom and beauties um, so i, I kind of go bounce back and forth with both of them but yeah that would be awesome 
Yeah. So if you get a chance, take a look at her page. It's fantastic. Like I said, look at the awesome things that the company has to offer and um, you get to follow a little bit of her story as well. So again, thank you, Lindsay. Yeah. And I should add too, our owners, Brett and Jennifer are coming out to Chino at the end of September to share their story. We're going to hold a fun opportunity event. So if anyone in the area is interested and join oh, us. Awesome. Um, they've come twice to see us before, and so we're super excited to host them again oh my God, at the that. end of this month. Yeah, so you are invited, yes. Christy. Bring some friends. Um, just it's gonna be a fun night. Okay, definitely so, give yeah. me the information. September twenty sixth. Right. Oh, that's Fred's birthday. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you shouldn't go then. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, and um, that's Coffee with Christy. I hope you guys, like I said, take a look at her Instagram and check out all the wonderful things she has to offer. Talk Thanks, to Christy. Soon.